May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In 1891, Oscar Wilde published his only novel. It's called The Picture of Dorian Gray. Many of you, I'm sure, know it already. But for those of you who don't, the story, in essence, is of a young man, a rich young man, a beautiful young man, a talented young man. And the book opens with his portrait being painted by a great friend of his. Into this comes a serpent, if you will, in the form of a friend of a friend. And Dorian Gray, whose picture is being painted, whose portrait is being done, worries that he is going to lose this beauty. And so he says silently to himself, I would give my soul if I can maintain this beauty. He goes along with a friend of a friend and he hurts somebody very badly, a woman, who then kills herself. And he comes back, the portrait has now been given to him as a gift, and he looks at the portrait and there is a slightly more cynical look about the portrait, but he, Dorian Gray, has not changed. So he realizes that his offer has been accepted. He gets the carpenters around. They build a frame around it. They put large, heavy satin curtains over it. And it's taken up to the top of his house and locked in an attic room. Occasionally, as Dorian Gray goes through the next 18 years of his dissolute life, he goes upstairs and he draws aside the satin curtains and he sees the corruption of the picture. And yet he himself remains as young and as beautiful and as fresh and as innocent looking as he ever did. Today is Good Friday. And individually and as humanity, we need to draw aside that satin curtain and look at ourselves for this one day at least as we really are, to stare into the depths of our soul and see the ugliness which is there. Now it is true, Christ died today on a cross of wood for our sins. I want to focus on three words there, died, our, and sins. Firstly, Christ died because we killed him. It wasn't the Romans who killed him. It wasn't the high priests who killed him. It wasn't the scribes and the Pharisees who killed him. It wasn't the Jews who killed him. It wasn't the Sanhedrin. It wasn't the crowd who shouted crucify him. It was all of us who killed Jesus. And that is one of the facts that we need to face in ourselves on Good Friday. The second word, our. Jesus died not for something that he had done, but for something that we had done. 
This was not something about Jesus. This was something about us. Again, looking into that portrait of what we are as opposed to the story we tell ourselves about ourselves. These was something, this was something about us. And finally, sins. Not a word that anybody likes any more than evil. And yet what Jesus died for were not footfalls. They weren't momentary lapses. They weren't indiscretions. They weren't minor things. They were sins. Destructive, ugly, painful, vicious sins. And today we must confront that. We need to draw aside the curtains of the picture and look into it and see what we really are, not what we would like to be or what we tell ourselves that we are. I know this sounds dark and hopeless, and dark it is, not hopeless, and I'll come to that. But we do need to look at that darkness and acknowledge it in ourselves. And if we think that this is just something from Jesus' time, we are wrong. You do not need to go very far today to see pictures of bodies lying on the streets in Bukha, to see the pictures of mass graves, to hear about the rape and the torture which took place, to look at the destruction which has happened in Kharkiv, the theater in Mariupol where they had the word children spelled out and which got bombed. If you doubt that evil exists in the world, you need only to look. It is there. But this is not just about something which happens a long way away and overseas with other people. Again, we tell ourselves a story about opportunity, about equality, about meritocracy, about fairness. And yet, the evidence in front of us of racism, of poverty, of inequality, of injustice, all around us, outside this building, in this city, is clear. But what makes it even worse than trying to tell ourselves a story about how good we are is that we make it worse by trying to make ourselves feel okay about it. And how do we do that? Well, let me take two examples. Firstly, with racism, the arguments are no longer so crude as they, always othering, they are lazy or their welfare queens. Now instead, it's the false flag of something like critical race theory, a minuscule portion, which is blown out of all context to make us feel good about not engaging with this topic. That is why we need to look at that portrait over which we try to draw that curtain. And another thing, no longer do we say openly that people who are lesbian, or gay, or bi, or trans, or queer, are mentally disordered? No, we don't say that. 
but with exactly the same effect, and disgustingly, cynically, people use stories about trans kids to have exactly the same effect. We don't need to engage with this. This is somebody else's. No, we need to look at that portrait. We need to see what we really are. At the end of Dorian Gray, Dorian Gray believes that he's feeling some remorse. And so, in one of the many people that he comes across who he would otherwise destroy somehow, he doesn't treat her quite as badly. And he feels good about himself. He comes back to the house. He goes up to the attic. He draws aside the curtain, believing that the picture will have got slightly better. And it has got slightly worse. And he realizes that what he has done is to try to make himself feel good. He has played at being good. He does not admit to himself that he has been bad. He plays at being good. And that is a terrible danger for us as Christians. We come to church. We do good deeds. We're God-fearing. We tell ourselves that we are the inheritors of the promise of Easter. And yet, if we do that without realizing, again, that ugliness, that corruption that is inside of ourselves, that capacity for evil, we cannot be good. Jesus died to save us. And yes, that is the Easter promise. But that salvation can only happen if we stare unflinchingly at who we are and understand that it is only God who can save us, not ourselves. We have that opportunity today, the day that we nailed God to a tree and killed him, to understand that. And if we do that, then on Sunday, we can come here and accept that saving grace which is offered to us freely. But if we can't, then don't. Amen.